Live from Armory Square, this is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth back with you on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. And again, we're pleased to be joined right now by Adrian Autry, brought to you every week by Ferone and Son. And, and Coach, I know you're getting ready for practice, so thanks for sneaking us in and, and giving us a few minutes. So we'll get right to it. We were talking about the Notre Dame game here in the, the last segment, and, and it felt like you guys should have been up by more than nine at the half. You were in complete control of that game. You, you held them to only 19 points. From your perspective, what changed in the second half and allowed Notre Dame to, to make a run and then ultimately steal that game inside the dome? Well, I think we had a couple of uh, early miscues in the beginning of the second half that allowed those guys to make some shots and close the gap and get back into it. And I think once once that happened, those guys kind of gained their confidence. And then uh, we missed, clearly, we struggled a little bit offensively. So that kept them in the game and kept them close, even when they even when they missed. You know, Coach, we talked a lot about the beginning of the game and, and 10 minutes in, uh, the defense had done a great job. Notre Dame only had three points, uh, but offensively, uh, you guys only had 10 points. Uh, how do you kind of remedy something like that? Maybe start a little quicker and you know take advantage more of, of what you're doing on the defensive end. Well, I think you know uh, whenever we get a chance to get get some easy ones, I think we got to try to look for that a little bit more um, to kind of get ourselves going. And then uh, also trying to you know uh, you know we didn't shoot many foul shots that game, so you know we got to continually you know try to attack the bats and get to the foul line, get ourselves going from that from that aspect. I think those are two things that we can try to you know really focus in on. One of the key stats from this game, maybe the key stat, was the the rebounding uh, disparity. 42 boards for Notre Dame, 27 for Syracuse, and and 21 offensive rebounds for Notre Dame. And you guys have been so good on the glass uh, all season long. Now back-to-back games getting out-rebounded, and and for the first time this season getting out-rebounded. What was the difference on the glass? Coach Bayham talked about how physical they were uh, with you guys, and you didn't handle it well. What did you see? I mean, same thing. I thought they were really physical. I also thought that they... The way they the, the, the attack that they had, they had a guy kind of uh, in, in 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 the low post and kind of um, behind our defense a little bit, and uh, then they had shooters, so we were stretched out a little bit, and that's normal. Um, but I thought they did a good job of kind of keeping one guy uh, uh, underneath us once once the ball was shot because they were shooting perimeter shots. They didn't go inside, so they had a guy with a little advantage. But we got strung out, uh, and I thought they crashed the board extremely hard, and uh, that was the first time that that kind of happened uh, this year. Joined by Syracuse assistant coach Adrian Autry. And, and coach, along these same lines, you know, we heard yesterday Jim Beheim saying after the game, uh, you know, we're not a good rebounding team. That was a myth. Uh, and I just was wondering your thoughts on this. And, and uh, you know, was it fool's gold? Were we all kind of tricked through the non-conference schedule? Well, I think, you know, the, the, the thing about it is, you know, in a non-conference, we didn't play against a lot of, you know, physical big teams. And I think we always kind of had the height advantage. And we will even this year, but, you know, a little bit more, of uh, the same likeness as far as athletes that we went up against in Notre Dame. But, again, and, and, and they made an emphasis of it, you know. They made they really put an emphasis in it. So, you know, I don't know if it's fool's goal, but I think, you know, we still can rebound and be effective. But the way we're playing right now, uh, offensively, I think that allows those guys to kind of get – Get, get, get some more rebounds as well. Uh, we had a caller who, who just called in and, and wanted to ask you a question, so I'll, I'll throw it out there. Uh, he was wondering about the minute disparity between Matthew Moyer and, and Merrick Dolezal. Merrick played 32 minutes. Moyer played eight. Um, wh- what does Moyer need to do to, to be out there on a regular basis, and, and why did it feel like that game against Notre Dame was a better matchup for Merrick uh, opposed to Matthew? Well, again, uh, you know, those are decisions that coach makes. 
you know, I think overall our group, we have to do a better job of uh, taking care of the basketball one and then rebounding the basketball uh, and being able to make some defensive stops. Uh, you know, so I think that's the that's for our group, you know, consistently we need to do a better job. And that is not just that. I think it's just uh, my, my whole group as far as uh, the forwards go. You know, we, we uh, have seen the past couple of games here. It's been kind of one guy uh, scoring, and, you know, some others have struggled to get going consistently throughout the game. Uh, how difficult is it going to be to write this, especially given that, uh, you know, it's Virginia tomorrow, and, and they're known to have this great defense? <laughs> well, you talk about one of the, the best defense in the country. Uh, you know, they do a good job. Um, I think, you know, we just got to – you know, go on there and, and, and run our stuff and be confident and take the you know, shots that, you know, we know we can make and, 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 and kind of go from there. Adrian Autry joining us here on Orange Nation for another couple of minutes, brought to you every week by Ferone and Son. Uh, O'Shea Brissett, eighth double-double of the season over the weekend against Notre Dame, uh, but struggled from the field in the second half, finished three for 15, and it, it sounds like it was Notre Dame's plan to kind of lay off him, force him to shoot from the outside, keep keep him off the, the offensive glass. He's been so good this year. How do you go about uh, using this, I guess, as a teaching point with O'Shea that, you know, next time this happens or if a team tries that again, how do you counter that if you're O'Shea? Shaper set. Well, I think you, you know, you know, we watched the film. We talked about it. We looked at driving opportunities, and you know, still trying to get to the basket. Again, he's a guy that averages around seven, six or seven free throws at three, three, four attempts a game, and he had two. I think he kind of settled a little bit, uh, and I think he got a little bit of tentative the last game after a couple of shots didn't go. He has to stay aggressive. He has to be able to score for us, and I think that's the only way that he can play to help this team. So, I think he has to continue to do that. You know, we've seen a little bit more the past couple games of Barama Sidibe. He's kind of working his way back in, played three minutes against Virginia Tech, ten minutes the other night against Notre Dame. Uh, What's kind of his status? How's he feeling? And and is he going to be able to, uh, you know, be at a point where he can contribute game in and game out? Well, it seems like he's getting better every day. Um, He's doing a little bit more every day, uh, playing time, practice. So, again, you know, I think, you know, we can get him – to you know, is, is to be to get to get rid of that and help as possible. He gives us another body, gives us another option. He was he was a big reason why uh, you know people talk about offensive rebounding. You know, he 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 had a fair share though. So when we lost him, we lost you know a couple of you know two two or three four you know offensive rebounds that we would get again. So again, getting him back and getting him playing will be big for us because he gives us you know he's he gives us another body that we can get out there and rebound. And offensively, you know he's a he's a threat. You know he's a threat. Coach, in regards to that final sequence, kind of a two-part question. I know a lot of people have been asking us, you know, why didn't they call timeout? And and to me, it seems like you had exactly what you wanted. You had the ball in your best player's hands in Tyus Battle. You knew what you guys wanted to do. Why waste the timeout there? Uh, You seemed organized. So I I was hoping you could comment on that, why there was no timeout. It seems obvious to me, but just for our listeners. And then number two, um, was it addressed? You said you watched the film. Was it addressed with Merrick and and Frank, how they kind of gave up on that play, um, you know, as as the ball went back the other way and they stopped? Stopped running and that led to Fluger's laying. Was that addressed afterwards? Well, I think that the, the answer to your first question is, is right. You know, uh, you know, it's it's if you got your best player who you want to get the ball with the ball in his hand, and you don't give the defense a chance to set up a set of scheme, why would you call a timeout? You know, and uh, you know, and that's what we had. You know, and and the second part to that is, you know, we we watch film all the time. You know, in this, in, in this particular moment, I think the world kind of let, <laughs> kind of pointed that out to those guys. So I'm sure that they learned from that. Um, and, you know, you just got to move forward. You know, you know, people understand things happen all the time 
in games, and that was just, you know, something that was unfortunate, you know, and I'm sure that that won't happen again. You know, Coach, tomorrow night you head down to Charlottesville, and a lot of the familiar names are gone. Of course, Malcolm Brogdon leaving a couple years ago, London Parentis leaving after last year. Uh, but this Virginia team still really good and, and still plays defense uh, and still does kind of what Tony Bennett does. So uh, how difficult or how difficult is it to get ready for this team, knowing what they'll do, but you know, not being as familiar with the players maybe? Well, the, the, the players don't really change. The system is the same. They just kind of plug people in, and he's the best at it. And, uh, you know, again, their, their defensive schemes don't change, so we know what to expect. We just got to, you know, again, be focused, you know, stick to our game plan and see what happens. All right, Coach, uh, thanks for your time. I know it's a really challenging week ahead. Virginia, Florida State, best of luck this week. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, next Monday. And, again, thanks for fitting us in. Thank you, guys. Take care. There he is, Adrian Autry, SU assistant coach, brought to you every week by Ferrone and Son. Phone lines now open the rest of the way. Final 90 minutes of the show. I want to talk a majority about SU basketball. A lot of basketball left to be played this season, but um, – one and two now in conference play, staring at one and four. That's a, a distinct possibility Absolutely. with Virginia and Florida State on the schedule this week. So phone lines now open the rest of the way, 315-437-7644. We are back after this on ESPN Radio.